1: Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Beth Nathanson and her planner, Danielle Cartwright of Detailed I Do's, about Beth's wedding at the Swan and Dolphin Resort. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about this approach to planning an event at the Swan and Dolphin, because it can be helpful to have an additional planner on the ground with you on the day of the event and in the weeks and months leading up to the event. So welcome, Danielle and Beth.
2: Hi. Glad to be here. Glad to be here, too, again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Danielle was on the show a few years ago to talk about her services as an additional planner who you can hire to help you with your wedding in the Orlando area. So first, Beth, I would love to know how you decided that you wanted to get married at the Swan and Dolphin.
0: We are annual pass holders, and we actually got engaged in Disney. So it seemed kind of a natural thing for us, and I had always dreamed of getting married at the Seabreeze Point on the boardwalk, but when we started actually looking into it, when we were actually engaged, I found out that their max was right around 60 people, which was about what I wanted to invite to the wedding, so I figured John needed some people as well, and so we kind of cut Seabreeze Point out and moved on to look at areas in Virginia, and when we started looking at venues in Virginia and comparing it to the Swan and Dolphin, it was Right around comparable. And so then we went back to a Disney wedding at the Swan and Dolphin, which ended up giving me the boardwalk feel that I had really wanted. And it allowed us to invite, you know, all our loved ones. So it was the feel I wanted and everyone could be there. So it seemed perfect for us.
1: That's great. Which ceremony and reception venues did you choose?
0: We chose the Crescent Terrace, which is the one that is off to like right behind the boardwalk. And the reason we did that, my husband is a very private person and he really liked how private and secluded that area was. And in fact, on the day of the ceremony, while the ceremony was happening, they had somebody stand at the entranceway and nobody could walk down and kind of walk behind the ceremony. So that was great for him. And then I adored the view of it. There was just lots of trees, lots of greenery and it backed right up to the boardwalk. So I just thought it was beautiful. And then for the reception, we actually looked at some of the restaurants that the Swan has, but I really wanted an 11 o'clock ceremony, and I wanted the reception to go a little longer. Plus, I wanted to be able to have a DJ and a dance floor, which the restaurants didn't allow for all that, and so we ended up going with a ballroom at the Swan Hotel. Okay.
1: And how many guests did you invite, and how many made the trip?
0: (laughs) Well, it's kind of amazing. We actually were going to start off by doing a small Disney wedding. And by small, I mean like 100 people invited. And then have like a big reception at home, which would probably have been about 300. So after we kind of worked the numbers, it seemed like that actually was going to be more expensive than just inviting everybody to Disney and see whoever could make the trip would come. So we invited 250 guests. And surprisingly, because it was only five days before Christmas, and most of our guests were coming from the East Coast. We had 115 people make the trip.
1: Wow, that is amazing. And I can see why you might have decided, I need to have a planner help me with this. <laughs> so how did you find Danielle and detailed I do's? It's
0: kind of a funny story. I mean, sure, like all brides do, you stay up on Pinterest into the wee hours of the morning and just Google and Google. And Danielle's wedding pictures popped up on Pinterest, and I loved everything about it. It was at Seabreeze Point. Her colors were beautiful. Her stationery was stunning. And so I did some stalking and searching on Facebook, kind of led one thing to another, and I found her on the Disney bride's Facebook page. And so I sent her a message, and really all I did was ask her you know, I love your stationery. How did you do this? And how did you do that? And she responded with all the answers and said, hey, and if you're looking for a planner, you know, I'm a planner. And so at that point, I thought, well, this girl just did everything I wanted in my wedding. So of course I want her to be my planner. So all I had to do was really convince John to say yes. So I showed him her wedding. And then she had done several of the Disney brides from the Facebook group. I showed her a bunch of pictures from there. And John was on board right away.
1: That's great.
0: So when people
1: book at the Swan and Dolphin, usually they go through a service called Just Mary that provides planning and the basics of what you would need to have a ceremony. Danielle, how does that work then when someone also wants to hire you to coordinate their day?
2: What's nice about our services that we provide with detailed ideas is that it's not just about the day of, it's not just about the month of. We're there for you from the time that you book with us all the way until the day of the wedding. So if you need that extra support with design or decor, if you need someone there to put together a timeline or anything like that, we do all of those steps for you and we work really closely with our couples. So Just Mary is great because they work along with the Swan and Dolphin and they have day of coordinators that are there for you alongside of you on your day of. But it's nice if you really need that those extra hands leading up to the wedding to Kind of take over your vendor communication if you have a full time job, if you don't have time to do those things, and email people back. That can be a little bit of a hassle for people working full time. So that's one of the big things that we do. But I think it was really great working with Just Mary because they kind of stepped in the day of and acted as my assistants on the day of. So we had a lot of hands on deck for Beth.
1: That's great. So, Danielle, can you talk a little bit about what services you provided Beth for her wedding?
2: Yeah, of course. So when I started working with Beth, one of the first things that we did, because we knew that she was booked at the Swan and Dolphin, is I worked with her to choose a color palette, which is a huge thing for your design for your day. From there, when we picked her color palette, we put together a mood board. Um, That's one of the things I do with all my brides, whether they're in Orlando or somewhere else. I do that for everyone. So we work really closely on that. One of the things that we really collaborated on very closely during the process was design, decor. I referred her to all of her vendors in Orlando that, you know, I had heard great things about or have worked with before. So I worked really closely with those vendors on her design as well. And then, of course, as Beth went along the process, she was very visual. She was a visual bride, so she was, you know, one of my favorites to work with. But we worked really closely on all the things that she ordered or all the things that she wanted to incorporate, and then also how we were going to style that on the day of the wedding. Another thing that we worked on was putting together a wedding weekend timeline, which is super important for all the vendors that are um, involved in the day of. So I made sure that all of our vendors were on the same page, and we were just a really big team for these two.
1: That's great. Beth, were you able to go down to Orlando at all for a tasting or a planning session of any kind?
0: We were, we actually went down, I think, two times in between from when we went down once to meet with just Mary and them and we decided on the swan. And then we went down again over the summer to do a tasting with the swan, which was magnificent. I can't even explain. I mean, my husband just says he felt like he was the king of the day. I mean, you walked in and they had an entire ballroom just for us with the, food station set up around the room for us to taste all the different food. He kind of was, he he laughed and he said, well, we got to do this again because it's just you and me here. And he's like, we should have brought other people. There's so much food. So it was amazing. They did a great job for us.
1: That's great. So then did you add any Disney touches or have a theme to your wedding?
2: Yeah, Beth, John, and I, Carrie, worked on incorporating a few Disney details. One example of that would be um, working alongside the catering department at the Swan and Dolphin, and we really wanted to include a fried chicken and Mickey waffle station into their brunch reception, which was a huge hit with all their guests. I loved it. And of course, we arranged for Mickey and Minnie to join us for the cake cutting, which was a lot of fun since there were so many children present. um, I think they really got a kick out of that. And just seeing their faces light up when Mickey and Minnie arrived was the sweetest thing. But I think we really focused on the boardwalk theme that Beth envisioned. Everything about, you know, their wedding was vintage boardwalk from the Geronimo balloons with tassels the place cards with vintage candy sticks. We even, the one of the coolest things, we even had a silhouette artist creating images of her guests on site for their guest book.
1: That's great. And was it, Beth, was it like you would have an idea and you'd go to Danielle and say, hey, how do we make this a reality? Or was it more like Danielle saying, hey, I just found this cool thing I think it would be great for your wedding?
0: I think it was a mixture of both. Danielle definitely gave me a lot of ideas and I looked at him and I said, yep, that fits perfectly. And then there's a couple things that I thought, okay, I think it might be cool, but it was like I had to run it by Danielle to make sure I was like, is it really a good idea? So I, I think we worked great as a team. I mean, it just came together perfectly and it felt so easy the entire time.
1: What were maybe the three most important aspects of the event when you were planning where you focused your attention and your budget?
2: I would say that the most important thing to Beth and John was definitely food and beverage. It was a big thing for them. They really went above and beyond with their menu to make sure that guests had a lot of creative options to choose from. Um, One of my favorites, Carrie, was a really, really creative signature cocktail they came up with that was called the Space Cat. (laughs) (laughs) And they also had a dessert party at the Grand Floridian the night before the wedding just to kind of welcome their guests with signature Disney items like the strawberry soup from 1900 Party fair, as well as some Mickey shaped desserts and kind of a build your own Sunday bar, which was fun. And then another um, aspect of the event that was really important to them was decor. When Beth and I started working together, I designed the mood board, which we talked about earlier um, for her event that we shared with all of her vendors, which helped us all kind of stay on the same page during the planning process. And then we collaborated so closely on all her decor elements since she's such a visual person, um, which I just loved we discussed and planned everything together from her floral to what characters would wear for their appearance.
1: (laughs) Wow. And so what kind of choices were you given for the character outfits?
2: They have an abundance. And because we were doing the vintage boardwalk theme, we obviously had to have Mickey in a striped blazer. (laughs) And then Minnie came in a cute little purple 1920s inspired dress. So it was so fun. Were there any aspects that were
1: less important to you where maybe you saved some money and effort?
0: Welcome bags was one of the things that was, turned out not to be really important. In the beginning, I was gung-ho on I was going to do welcome bags and I was going to have water and snacks and buttons and everything inside the bags at the hotel. And then after reading some posts on Disney Brides Facebook as well as some other bride websites, I just decided against it because some people said, you know, people didn't even realize they got it or some people thrown it away. So I decided not to do welcome bags since we were going to go ahead and do the welcome dessert party. So I saved on there. And then the other two weren't really less important. They were just less expensive. I kind of went with a less expensive vendor. I would say it was the video. I knew that I wanted video having heard so many people say that was one of their regrets is not having video. And like. Danielle is saying, I am a very visual person, so I like to have that visual reminder. So I knew I wanted a video, but I went with somebody that was a little less expensive and not a very high-end package. And then my hair and makeup, I found a company that was really reasonably priced. They came out to our hotel. They did my mom's, my hair, and all my bridesmaids, and it was like $1,000 like for hair and makeup. So it wasn't that it was less important. It was just something that was less expensive. I still had a trial to make sure that it was great because it was still very important to me. But those I would say were the the three that were not as important on the day.
1: So you talked about creating an entire wedding weekend. Can you tell me about all the different events and how they fit together?
0: Sure. We actually came in on Thursday and it was our... Maid of Honor and our best man and our parents. And we actually went and we did the Disney Luau over the Polynesians. So we just kind of did went and did that. And then Friday is when we had our welcome dessert party. And that was for anybody that had to arrive early on Friday. The wedding wasn't until Sunday. So we had that. And just like Danielle said, we had some Mickey desserts and strawberry soup. And the Sunday was actually supposed to be inspired by the Noe Jose over at Beaches and Cream, which is one of my favorite desserts. So it was absolutely wonderful. Everybody loved it. And we were really lucky because it was on the night of the Christmas party. So our firework pictures had perimeter fireworks, which are absolutely stunning. I mean, I can't rave about the pictures enough. And then after that, on Saturday, we had our rehearsal in the evening. And then we actually had a rehearsal dinner at Ariel's in the beach club. My husband wanted to be sure that our closest friends and family were included. And so our rehearsal dinner was actually for 50 people. So that was a pretty big deal. So we had that. And then the wedding, of course, was on Sunday. So having worked with Disney and Swan and Dolphin, I know that some people have been worried that Swan and Dolphin may not be up to the same caliber, but they absolutely were. My husband is so particular in how people handle stuff because he works with events a lot of the times. And he was so impressed with both Swan and Dolphin and Disney. So I just want to make that clear that they are an amazing company to work with.
1: That's great to hear. Can you give me a timeline of how the wedding day ran?
0: We actually had for hair and makeup, we had, let me think, five people come for hair and makeup. And there was me and my five bridesmaids and my mother-in-law and my mom. So we had... Eight of us with five girls, and we still had to start at 6 a.m. So we started at 6 a.m., getting hair and makeup done, and then we got done around 10-ish. I did a first look with my dad, because as much as I wanted to do one with John, he was not for it, so that was cute. We did a first look out at the beach club with my dad, and then my girls and I, because it was always my dream to walk the boardwalk in my wedding dress and just have that feeling we actually walked heels and off from the beach club across the boardwalk and we took pictures along the way. Um, and then the wedding was at 11 over at the Swan and Dolphin. We had the wedding for about a half hour took pictures afterwards and then our guest went to a cocktail hour which was outside for an hour and then we had a re- the reception started about 12:30 and we went to four o'clock is when we did our stage exit. And what was really fun afterwards, I know Disney doesn't do this anymore um, because of the new tiered tickets, but they sold our w- get wedding guests for after 4 p.m. tickets. So I would say probably 50 or 60 of our guests with us went over to the Magic Kingdom.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. So Beth, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day?
2: Oh, can I have two favorite memories? Yes,
1: you may.
0: Okay, I would say the first one is the moment when our exit song started to play. It was Zippity Doodah. And it was like when I actually realized like, oh my goodness, I just married my best friend. Like our dreams just came true. So that was really exciting and special just to have it actually like happen and realize it. And then the other one I would say was when Mickey and May came out. They came out and they danced to a whole new world with John and I so John danced with Minnie and I danced with Mickey and there was just this one moment when we were dancing with Mickey and Minnie we kind of just looked over each other and smiled and then we looked out at our guests who were surrounding the dance floor from little kids to my father-in-law to my grandmother who had the biggest smiles on their faces and all taking pictures and it was like we both just looked at each other and realized like this really was the best day of
2: our lives.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. So, Danielle, what was your favorite memory of Beth's wedding day?
2: Well, my first favorite memory was definitely seeing Beth in her dress transformed into a bride because she was so beautiful. And I'm not going to lie, I might have cried a little bit. <laughs> and then also just witnessing all the love for this couple that their bridal party shared was so special. They were all just so genuinely happy for them. And that really touched me as their planner.
1: That's wonderful. So did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
0: I hate to sound cliche, but no. Like, everybody says, oh, something's going to go wrong, so just be prepared for that. And I was so, you know, I was trying to set myself up. Uh, I mean, I even bought a monogrammed um, umbrella just in case it rains. So I was, like, always trying to be prepared. But, I mean... Danielle really knew exactly what I wanted. I mean, I didn't have to tell her things. She just knew. And so if anything went wrong, I surely don't know. She fixed it. So it was just, it worked out perfectly.
1: Danielle, was there anything that went wrong that Beth doesn't know about? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So was there any aspect of the wedding beforehand, Beth, that seemed like a big deal or maybe made you nervous and then turned out not to be?
0: Really? Everything. Leading up to the wedding, I was very much organized. I was very planned. I thought about everything, you know, checklist after checklist after checklist. And the day of the wedding, literally nothing bothered me. Like, I am not sure that I have ever felt in my life as little stress as I did on the day of my wedding, which is so bizarre to say. But, I mean, I was just so relaxed and I really felt like whatever happened was the way that it was meant to happen. So, everything that I thought was going to be a big deal was not. I mean, it was just, it was perfect.
1: That's so good to hear. Was there anything you know now that you wish
0: you'd known then? The one thing, and I thought about this, the one thing that I would say is I may have changed my dessert party from the Grand Floridian to Epcot. Since most of our guests were staying at the Swan and Dolphin or the Beach Club, it was really difficult for some of them to get over to the Grand Floridian. And even those that had cars. Just where the dessert party is, it takes a while to get back there. You kind of have to walk all the way back. And so I think I would do it at Epcot instead because it's easier. But Magic Kingdom, I just love wishes and the perimeter fireworks. So I'm not really sure that I actually would change it. But for the ease of it, I would think about changing it.
1: That's a really good point. So do either of you have any tips for those who are considering an event at the Swan and Dolphin or any kind of alternative to Disney's fairy tale Weddings?
2: I think Beth and I would definitely recommend actually staying on site at the Swan and Dolphin Resort if you're getting married there. Um, John actually stayed there with the groomsmen, but Beth and her bridesmaid stayed at the beach club, which was a pretty good walk in heels. <laughs> Thank goodness they took breaks for pictures. <laughs> and then the second tip that I have is... Don't just assume, since you may not be able to afford a Disney wedding, or if you decide not to work with Disney fairy tale weddings, that you can't still have a wedding that feels like Disney. The catering department at the Swan and Dolphin is great with including any menu items you dream up. They can also just do about anything. Um, working with a planner who can refer you to some really great vendors in the area, too, will save you on your budget and will allow you to customize more of your day and bring in that Disney feel without working with Disney fairy tale weddings. Um, Another thing, too, that I realized working through this wedding is that you really have to think about the color scheme when selecting decor elements for this venue. The colors featured in these spaces are very Floridian. They include pops of mint and coral, and this was great for Best Wedding, and we did take a note of that and included those colors in her palette. But it, it may be a little odd if you don't take that into consideration and if you try to mix in colors like reds, purples, or yellows. So that's something to just keep in mind. And then also, the color that they seem to draw from at the hotel is the dark navy that they use in a lot of their colors. So that's something to think about, too. And then my last tip is just to be patient. The catering managers at this resort deal with a lot of events. The managers who handle weddings also handle other types of events and work really, really hard. Um, They do great at their jobs, so just keep that in mind during your communication with them. I know some brides expect responses within hours, and if they have events going on, it may take them a little longer to get back to you, but they're definitely still there for you.
1: That's great advice.
0: I just want to second what Danielle said about staying on property because As much as that was my dream to stay at the beach club, it was a hike. I could have stayed at the Swan and Dolphin and taken pictures. And even the night before, all my bridesmaids and I were going to Hollywood Studios for the Osborne lights, but we had to drop stuff off at the Swan. So we had to carry all our stuff in the boat to the Swan to drop it off and then go. So it would have just been much easier to stay on Swan and Dolphin property. So I think that's maybe one of the biggest tips for a bride for that because it's just such. An ease to stay there rather than staying anywhere else. Got it. Is there any
1: place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day?
2: Yeah, of course. If listeners head over to our website, www.detailed, D E T A I L E D I D O S dot com, they can find a link to our blog and their post is up with some of my favorite photos from their celebration.
1: This is great stuff. Well, thank you so much, Danielle and Beth, for both joining me on the show today to talk about what it's like to get married to the swan and dolphin and especially what it's like to work with an outside planner who can help you plan the whole event.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me, Carrie. I loved sharing my day.
2: Thanks so much, Carrie, for having me.
1: That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com/slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.